You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph. And this is Tara. And you're listening to episode four, Common Types of Witches. Yay! (laughs) This is a nitty gritty now. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a topic we always have fun with because we just love learning about the different types of witches and what type of magic they practice. So first off, we should say you don't need to fall into any one of these categories, especially at the beginning. If you are one, it will, it's something that will come naturally over time. But if you never want to call yourself any particular type of witch that we're about to talk about, that's fine too. It's just a classification to let other people know a little more about you. Because telling somebody what type of witch you are instantly lets them know about what you enjoy and believe and practice. But it's by no means a requirement. This is just a purely fun podcast episode. Yes. So, All about the fun times. Exactly. I'm going to start... One of the main classification is something that we've already talked about, which is secular versus religious. You can be any religion and practice witchcraft. You can be none and be considered a secular witch. Uh, And you can also hold a certain religious belief system and not even incorporate that into your practice, making your practice completely secular. So we've already talked about this. You already know that Tara is a religious witch and I am a secular witch. So hopefully you've got a good understanding of that now. And if you don't, don't worry. There's going to be way more episodes coming up. There sure is. (laughs) And the next broad category is solitary versus coven, which is exactly what it sounds like. Solitary witches practice their craft by themselves, while coven witches belong to a group known as a coven, where they practice together and use their combined energies towards one particular working. And you can be any mix of the above. You can be religious or secular and solitary or coven. So you know now that I am a solitary secular witch and Tara is also a solitary witch, but she is religious. We both yes. work alone. We do not belong to a coven. We are very independent and it, yes, working alone works better for our individual practice. That doesn't mean that that's what you are going to find as your path. Exactly. So from there, you can break it down into these further additional types that we're going to talk about. We're just going to give you a few. This is not a fully comprehensive list. It's just some of the most common. And I'm going to go in alphabetical order because that's who I am. That is who (laughs) she is to a T, everyone. I can't can't not do it in alphabetical order. She sent me an outline. (laughs) We are going to wait until the end of the list to tell you which kinds we are. And as a spoiler alert, Tara took a BuzzFeed quiz to tell her which kind she was. So oh, yeah. That will tell you how not seriously we take this. Yes, very much so. <laughs> so first up on the list is an air witch. And air magic is practiced by people who are closely associated with the air element, either through their zodiac sign or an, just an energetic connection. They use air in almost all of their workings, from incest work to breath meditations. And they also often work with air deities. The one thing about air that at least when I first started was very misunderstood is I thought if you were air, you couldn't be anything else on this list. That is not true. (laughs) Correct. Yes. That goes for any of these. You can, you can be, obviously you can't be both a secular and a religious witch, but out of all of these, if you want to be an air and something else and you want to be a religious, solitary air, earth witch, you can do all of these, those things. Yes. 
And so just, just because no. you're a particular type of witch doesn't mean you can't do those types of spells. It just means that's not the focus of your practice. Nope. You are definitely not restricted. No, we're very open. <laughs> so the second one on the list is cosmic. These practitioners work primarily with cosmic or planetary energy. They work with the cycles of the moon and are deeply connected with astrology. This and is not me. <laughs> um, I, yes, cosmic witches, it's not just about uh, knowing your astrological sign and working within that. They really, they know the shifts of the planets and they can mm-hmm. tell you how the planets are lined up at any given moment. I, I can't, I, I don't follow that. I do find the universe fascinating and I find that a fa- particularly fascinating asset of, uh, that they have that they can know all of those things, but it's just not something that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Other than being still upset that Pluto has been downgraded from a planet and taking that as a personal insult, I don't have much to do with the cosmic I'm not good at sensing energy like this. Um, kudos to everyone who can, though. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Next up is a crystal witch. Now, crystals are very common and very popular among all witches, no matter what kind of witchcraft they practice. But crystal yeah. witches take it to the next level. They would not be able to practice their chosen form of magic if you took away their crystals. They use it for everything from crystal therapy to using charms to charging their crystals in the moonlight. They do it all. I have a friend who's a crystal witch and she cannot, she does not feel right about her day if she's not wearing the correct crystal for that day. And it just depends on the day, what she's doing, how she's feeling, which crystal she's wearing, but she always has at least one, if not more crystals on her person. And it helps her move through the day with intention. Yeah, I, I, I love crystals and I use them, but I'm definitely not a crystal witch. I don't, it, they're next level and they correct beautiful, beautiful collections. Yes. Next up is a draconic witch, which means that the witch works with dragon spirits. And I have never worked with a dragon spirit. So I have absolutely no nothing that I can offer you in intelligence in this realm but if you are interested in working with dragon spirits I can direct you to a very very good YouTube channel so reach out to me in the comments on the Instagram or send me an email and I will tell you all about it I have nothing to add I also do not work (laughs) with these (laughs) next up is an earth witch and which is exactly like air an earth witch is connected to the earth element they do a lot of nature workings and work with earth deities and they'll have a lot of um, nature. They use herbs and tree sap. They'll use leaves, things they collect from the outside, the dirt. They're very connected to the earth. They're also usually very centered individuals. Um, if they've developed their practice, they move very naturally through both the natural world and just the day-to-day world. They tend to be calmer people. I'm not saying they don't get mad. But the people I've known that have worked very intensely and are earth witches tend to just find their center easier than the rest of us. <laughs> that must be nice. Right? So, I think we're kind of giving it away which ones we are not. <laughs> yes. I don't disagree, but. <laughs> Next up is one of the most popular ones and probably the one you will fall into when you are a beginner witch is an eclectic witch. And an eclectic witch just picks and chooses aspects of different paths and traditions to form her own, his or her own, I should say, unique practice. Yes. So 
any of the things that we've mentioned, picking and choosing between all of those can make you a very eclectic witch and no eclectic witch's path is going to look the same as anyone else's. I would suggest if you're new to the practice, if you have to, if you feel the need to classify yourself, you do this because then there's less expectations on you to either follow a certain path or know certain things or react certain ways. And until you find your correct path or the need to classify yourself otherwise, it's a good catch-all. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next up is an elemental witch. We talked about air and earth. And an elemental witch is someone who works with all four elements. And sometimes fifth, they consider spirit an element. And I do all of those throughout all of their workings. They're not more associated with air or earth or water, any of them. They use all of them. Uh, The majority of people I know that consider themselves elemental are more comfortable in covens. And this may not be true of your practice. You may be a solitary practitioner who finds yourself drawn to all of them. But um, the people I've known that have really focused on all five elements, because the people I know that tend to practice are also religious, for the most part, they tend to be working towards high priestessness. So they um, usually fall within coven structures and they like that. There's not saying that you can't be an elemental witch and not be in a coven or solitary or, but uh, the ones I've known that have really focused on that path tend to fall into covens. The next one on the list is a fairy witch and they work with the fae and we will have an episode coming up that will talk all about working with fae and different spirits, spirit guide, ancestors, things like that. Um, And they see the fae, they leave offerings for the fae, they have altars set up for the fae. They're very, um, there are pagan holidays associated with when the fae are considered to be on the move and moving through your area. Um, and they work closely with those days. So when the Fae come, they leave out offerings for them to assist them in their magical workings. Yes. Next up is a fire witch, which is just like air and earth is that they work with fire. They do a lot of um, burnings and candle magic, wax readings, things like that. Yes. They tend to be very intense on the ones I've known. But again, I don't know that many that are really that great or that focused on elemental magic. So I only know one person that considers herself a fire witch. <laughs> and so that's based on one person. <laughs> yeah. Next up is, I'm going to try to say this correctly, garden, gardenarian witches. <laughs> so like we talked about before, Wicca was started by Gerald Gardner. So Gardnerian witches are a sect of Wicca, and it's actually a closed religion. You have to be invited to be a Gardnerian witch. But that is one of the sects that Tara was talking about in the last episode when we talked about the different sects of Wicca. And that's why I didn't try and pronounce it, because I can't. And I know I can't, and I don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) I think it's Gardnerian, because his name is Gerald Gardner. Think, I think that's right, but I am any... not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I have no clue. <laughs> but <laughs> if there's I any Gardnerian that... witches out there, please let us know if we're wrong. Yes. Next please up is a it. green witch, and a green witch is pretty much what it sounds like. Works very closely with nature. They work with herbs and tree spirits, um, any nature gods and goddesses. Um, very connected to nature. Um, you can be 
a green witch in a city environment, you just have to seek out, you know, lush backyards and city parks and things like that. But generally green witches are more out in the country where they have more access to things that are green. Green witchery is also usually quite connected to earth witches. Um, Some people use them interchangeably just because earth uses things of the earth from the earth um, directed towards the earth and green again is growing things and they're very connected. (laughs) Yes. Next up is a hearth witch, which is sometimes referred to as a cottage witch. And this type of witchcraft is surrounding the home and hearth and the people within it. So it's generally a combination of green witchcraft and kitchen witchcraft. Hearth witches tend to be homebodies and their witchcraft of their practice tends to be only done in the home for the people in the home and with materials found around the home. Yes. I think that's a good definition. I think so. (laughs) Next up is the hedge witch. This is a very traditional type of witch. And when you um, look up a lot of stories of when witchcraft started, when people, you know, talk about Salem witches and things like that, this is like that very traditional folklore type of witch that they're talking about. And essentially what it is, is that they walk the hedge between the spirit world and the physical world. Yes. That's an excellent way of saying it. Hence, hence hedge witch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They tend to, this is going to be the wrong term, so I apologize if I offend anyone, but uh, they dabble in a lot of different areas of witchcraft. It's different than the earlier one where you're eclectic and you can just do whatever you want. These know a little bit about everything rather than picking and choosing specific traditions. They just know like a broad band generally of, basically a little bit of everything yeah i would i would say that's very accurate yeah next step it doesn't just mean that you were born a witch or that you have you know a mother or grandmother predatory witch and usually that they have spells and books of shadows which we will get into also um that have been passed down through the family when I first started practicing, my babysitter at the time was a hereditary witch. Her mom um, was, her grandmother was actually from England. Um, so she had things that were passed down and she considered herself hereditary just because she had grown up that way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. She also taught me about condoms. So I learned a lot from her. Oh, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Wonderful lady. <laughs> Really enjoyed her. Anyway, next up is a kitchen witch. And that is exactly what it sounds like. They use their witchcraft in the kitchen. They infuse Mm -hmm. all of their, not all of, like Tara was saying in a previous episode, just make a sandwich and slap it together. That's not witchcraft. But there are ways that you can incorporate witchcraft in the kitchen. That's what kitchen witches do. They um, use particular spells and ingredients in their cooking to serve the people in their home, the people who are eating the food um, for whatever type of working they would like to bless upon those people. Yes, that's an excellent way of saying it. <laughs> Next up is a lunar witch. And unlike the cosmic witch that is, you know, broad cosmos, a lunar witch is very deeply connected with the moon and lunar cycles. And that includes things like the tides and being very aware of that. And they time their workings to the different cycles of the moon. There are some spells and rituals that are better for a new moon as opposed to a full moon and oh yeah track all of those 
very closely and they are generally night owls. They feel very energized by the moon. They stay up late, not morning people. (laughs) No, um, this again is tied to cosmic witchcraft, but just closer to home. They're very focused on the moon, as you said. (laughs) Yes. Um, Next up, one that's very interesting is a pop culture witch. And obviously this is something that's relatively new. Um, But pop culture witches draw on pop culture in their witchcraft. They use things like the craft and Harry Potter, and they use words and sigils and things that are found in those movies and TV shows, um, even sometimes specific spells and charms, and they make that work in their own practice. I find it fascinating. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Next up is a sea witch. And they are very closely connected to the ocean and currents. And there are, you can be different types of specific bodies of water witch. (laughs) So you could be a river witch or um, a lake witch. But so sea witch is generally, you know, if you live close to a sea and you have a particular ocean that calls to you that you work with, you collect seawater and seaweed and seashells and use those in your workings. Uh, being from Iowa, there's not a lot of sea witches around here. There's more river witches. Yeah, I was going to say, as we're going through this list, you can pretty much figure out what we are not. And we are not sea witches. We are landlocked Midwesterners. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I'm... impossible. Yeah, I guess I'm... Too difficult. By Lake Michigan, I could technically be a lake witch, but Lake Michigan just grosses me out. So I'm definitely not that either. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the visual of you trying to get close to the oh. water is kind of funny in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is a seasonal witch. Now I call this seasonal because you can be a seasonal witch and work, do your workings, do your practice in correlation with any one of the seasons, or you can be tied more particularly to a single one. Um, I am closely tied. I'm not a winter witch, but you can be a winter witch. I am most closely tied to winter. And that would mean, oh yeah, <laughs> my, my energy is heightened during the winter. I feel a connection you know, when it snows and things like that. And similarly, people who are spring witches uh, would use a lot of flowers blooming. They would love rainstorms and things like that, using the elements of the seasons and seasons changing in their witchcraft. Yes. That's pretty much that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is the sigil witch. This is a very quick and simple form of witchcraft. We will definitely get more into sigils in another podcast, but a sigil is um, essentially like a, a little drawing, a little symbol that you draw on things. And there's a lot of intention behind it and you make your own, but you do make them in particular, you know, you do put some thought and effort behind it, but you either draw that on something that you carry with you, you draw it on a piece of paper to burn, but you use sigils across all of your magic Uh, so one thing that helped me kind of make this clearer in my mind is thinking of rune stones because the symbol that you're seeing is correlated to something but it's not exactly what you're seeing that gives it meaning so to me that's what sigils are kind of all about they're what you're seeing is not a direct correlation to the meaning behind it and not what but it helps you focus on the deeper meaning, the spell you're working, those kinds of things. Yes. 
Next up on the list is a solar witch, which is basically the exact opposite of lunar witch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, solar witches work closely with the sun. They like to be up for the sunrise, watch the sunset, use the sun in almost all of their workings. Pretty simple. Uh, next up, one that's super interesting is Storm Witch, and they use the energy from storms in their practice, which I think is very cool. Basically, a storm chaser, but you yeah. witchcraft. You can witchcraft. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next up is a Tech Witch, which is a very interesting and um, completely modern form of witchcraft, yeah. and that is using modern technology in your witchcraft including you know they have apps now and maybe keeping your book of shadows on uh, your phone in some way in some sort of app or something um, which is a completely modern way of doing things I I think that's super interesting I don't disagree and we have two more to go uh the second to last one, Tara's cutting pizza, by the way. That's Sorry. Really I didn't know if you could hear that. I oh, yeah. <laughs> She's cutting her pizza. FYI. That's what's going on. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, I'm so crying. <laughs> the second to last one is an urban witch. And we talked about um, a green witch being very connected to nature and often in an area that has a lot of nature around if you do not have that a lot of witches turned to urban witchcraft and they instead use their environment as um in their witchcraft if they are city dwellers they use the city surroundings this uh lights and sound of the city in their witchcraft as opposed to relying on nature yes the last one we have on the list is a water witch because we couldn't forget that element either so like we went over air and earth and fire. The last one is water. So I am actually a water sign. So I do feel more connected to water than any of the other elements, but I do not consider myself an elemental witch in any way, but water witches will use a lot of um, water and oils and things in their practice. Yes. So those are all the ones that we have. Um, there are many, many more. Like oh, we yeah. said, this is just for fun. So now we are going to tell you what types we are, if they are on, we're on this list or not. So Tara, do you want to start? Um, So I will start with the quiz that I took earlier today, (laughs) aka like 25 minutes ago. Uh, BuzzFeed says that I am a Nordic garden witch, which I had never exactly heard of before, but a lot of what the description is definitely fits me. So I'm an earth witch who practices witchcraft in the center of nature using natural items. I use natural energies. This part, not so much me, work closely with insects, that part, no. Um, You use plants (laughs) and herbs to care for your loved ones. Um, Your book of shadow contains recipes and flowers. So that is all very correct. I would consider myself more of a hearth witch than necessarily a garden witch because I care a lot about the home. I use a lot of witchcraft, um, both in the kitchen and in the home itself. So I don't think it's spot on, but it was a fun quiz to take and I highly recommend it. (laughs) That's hilarious. Right? I was like, the description's pretty good. I just have never heard of this Nordic garden, witch specific variety before. What about me either? (laughs) I will have to take the BuzzFeed quiz and tell me what it says. Yeah. (laughs) Let it know what kind of witch I am. 
Um, so uh, as far as this list goes, I am definitely a hearth witch. If you didn't know that already, if you hadn't found me on Instagram, that's what it says in my Instagram profile, hearth witch. Um, all of my witchcraft is related to the home and the people in it. I really don't do anything outside of that, um, which is the definition of a hearth witch, really. Um, yes, I use, and I am very much a frugal minimalist. So in, I, I mean, I do have some decks and crystals and things, but I don't go overboard. So when it comes to doing witchcraft, I really do use the things that are already found around my home. I don't go out and into nature and like find a lot of things. I mean, do stuff in the backyard, but <laughs> that's, a, that's about it. So yes, I'm Where? very much a homebody, very much a hard witch. Yes. Whereas I'm a hearth witch, but I like to bring things into my home for use, usually nature inspired and or actual nature. Um, I'm not good at keeping plants alive, sadly. Uh, so otherwise I'd have a lot more plants in my place, but the ones I have are doing really well. But I like to use a lot of like cooking with natural herbs and um, fresh herbs. And I really cook with intention a lot of times for people that are coming into my home to make them feel welcome and um, do a lot of my spell crap that way. But I like to bring things in rather than Steph and her minimalist likes to keep things out. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> so that is all we have for you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Common Types of Witches. Please give us a call or send us an email, reach out on Instagram, let us know what type of witch you are, if any of these called to you, or if you have something that we completely did not mention on this list, we would love to hear that too. Yes, we are always looking for more types of witches out there. A lot of these do have overlapping areas. So maybe you have a particular um, path that you follow that is overlapping, like three of the ones that we mentioned, but we didn't actually mention it. We would love to know what that is. And sorry, I was cutting my pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that is all we have. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.